This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. What's good? Stop, 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 stop. Woo! Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good today, boys. It's Monday. Ooh, I, I turned that down a little too quick. It's Monday. Recap show. I'm not on video today. Um, the recap show last week that I did did two views. Um, so I don't know if a lot of people want to watch me recap. You know, we're obviously going to keep filming the Pickums, which is obviously what people like. But I like doing the recap show. I, it's it's a way to express myself. It's a way to kind of go over what happened the following week. It's it's you know it is what it is. But uh, yeah, so we're not on video, but you get the audio. Okay, you get the audio, guys. Hopefully your Mondays is good as mine. I'm having a good Monday. I had a great betting weekend. I had a good Sunday. Um, kids are amazing. Wife's beautiful. Uh, work was easy today. I'm on cloud nine. I'm on. I'm on. Izzy fights this weekend. This weekend is an insane card. We'll preview that before we before we end on this show. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's good. Everything's fucking. Not much to complain about. Um, really, you know, uh, I, I uh, ended the show last time where I talked about something about a T-shirt. I don't know why that kept popping in my head. Uh, yo, um, I sent it to If you're listening, bro, uh, DM me back because this is going to be pertaining to you. I don't know his first name. He's an Instagram follower. He um, a, a month ago or so, I, I said, hey, anybody that rates and reviews the uh, podcast, I'll, I'll send a T-shirt to so he said he did, and he showed me he showed me clips of him rating and reviewing. It never popped up though on iTunes. But another guy from Chicago, um, he rated and reviewed, and he's like, "Hey man, I rate and reviewed." I mean, and I, and I shipped him off the shirt. This kid from Australia, who was the one who originally said, "Hey, I rate and reviewed too." I'm like, "Okay, you know what? Uh, even though yours didn't pop up, still hasn't." I said what I said. I'll, I'll send you a shirt, even though the Chicago guys one did pop up. So I spent thirty five fucking dollars getting this thing sent to Australia, New South Wales, wherever. I had the thing tracked. I was getting emails about it getting delivered. I emailed the guy once they told me it got delivered, or not. I didn't email him. I sent him a message on, on Instagram. That's how he messaged me. I said, "Hey, bro, did you uh, did you get the shirt? Is it cool? Or whatever." It's like two weeks ago. Nothing. Hey, man, thirty five dollars shipping to Australia. Respond back. Did you get the shirt? Are you wearing it in fucking beautiful Australia? Let me know. Don't fucking ice me out. Don't ghost me after you get a free shirt, dude. Ah, so that's what I meant. I, I ended the show last time with that. I want to bring that up to you guys. But um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. Uh, let me know, dude. Ah, you said you listen to the show every week. If you're listening to this, check your DMs, bro. See what you got. Um, another thing that's exciting is I ordered Onyx boxing gloves, which I've always wanted. I've always wanted boxing gloves. I'm out of shape, right? I, I need to start getting back COVID in Ohio. I mean, it's still here. COVID's still everywhere, but we're starting to kind of see things open back up. There's literally an MMA gym that opened up 10 minutes from my house. I need to, I want to go there pre COVID. Um, and obviously I got a whole setup in my garage would get me in shape. I sold some boxing gloves just because they were the Japanese winning, which are crazy hard to find. And they're very expensive. So I made a nice little profit on eBay. However, Onyx, I love Trevor Whitman. I love the Onyx brand. I've heard him on Rogan before, and he's made so many good points that I, that I had to, I had to see for myself. So, uh, I ordered a pair 
on uh, this weekend. Hopefully, we'll, we'll uh, I haven't I've got them yet. They're custom ordered, um, so I'll probably get them in in, in a while, uh, ten to eleven days, I think it said. But uh, I'm excited to try them out. I'm excited to to kind of get back in there. I'm I'm, I'm dying. To, I don't know what it is, but I've been thinking about like sparring a lot lately. Uh, you know, I haven't had head head, head see head injury. I can't even talk. Uh, I have had head injury. Uh, I think I'm fine though. I, I go to a neurologist every year, at least once, um, once a year, and I have a March 18th, and I think I'm fine. I think I've I've gotten the green light to go, but uh, you know, gotta be careful. Yeah, I'm older. I'm not gonna turn professional fighter, but I've been I've been fucking dreaming about it. I've been daydreaming about sparring. I miss it uh, so much. Just a little bit of contact, a little bit of moving. Uh, I want to start, you know, because when I was back when I was in the gym sparring and, and working, you know, whenever I was, you know, many years ago, 2010, 2011, I was fucking, uh, there's no calf kicks, right? I know people wear shin guards, but I want to, I want to feel a calf kick. I shared a calf kick video. Didn't get as much love on, on Instagram as I thought it was, um, two years ago or so. Um, Steve Smith and I had a, a podcast buddy, Steve mine, who I watched pretty much every fight with been, been my, uh, good friend, best friend, I guess you could say, uh, since second grade. And, um, uh, we, we had a podcast trivia thing and he lost. So the, the loser, uh, if I would have lost, I would have done some hot sauce. He elected to get kicked instead of hot sauce. So I, I kicked him in his calf. Uh, and he's got big caps. He's got, he's got some decent sized calves instead of hurt. So I can only imagine when someone's laying in, in there, skin on skin, who fucking can kick like a mule, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just, I've been thinking about it. And then all of a sudden Onyx and Trevor, I follow Onyx. I follow Gaethje. They're like, Hey, we got gloves in stock order now. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. Might as well. Might as well. Other than that, that's it. Everything's fucking, everything's going well, dude. I'm feeling good. Wife is, uh, you know, she's got those, um, health. Now nah, I wouldn't say problems, but she's, she, she's just, uh, working on her, on herself physically with, uh, just recovering from the baby. Yeah. And, um, she's doing great. She had a good weekend. She, she went back to work on Tuesday. I mean, she, I mean, excuse me on Sunday, she's always working, but she went back to, she started doing hair again on, uh, she owns her own salon. So she went back on Tuesday. That was fun. Uh, I was with the girls all day, um, while she went and worked and, uh, yeah, it was good. Everything's good, man. Hey, I'm happy. Right, Izzy's fighting this weekend. We'll talk about that when we preview it, um, and we'll go over this week. I had a fantastic betting weekend. The fucking slime ball hit, which I love. Unfortunately, I was going against my man Tim Mitchell. Tim Mitchell was playing DFS. He needed Rosenstrike. I had gone in my final leg of the parlay. And listen, I'm rooting for my guy to win. I'm rooting for Tim to win, but I can't. No matter what amount of money it is. I mean, I got to win mine. I got to win my bets. He went against me. We chatted up on Friday. We broke it down, uh, and he went against me. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, that's what uh, that's what happens, and uh, it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. But, um, yeah, so uh, hold on. I'm just crossing some T's and dotting some I's here. Uh and ba 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 ba, crossing some T's and dotting some I's, crossing some T's and dotting some I's. Ba 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 ba. Excuse me, sorry, sorry. I apologize. I should have been. I should have should have done this uh, um, before, but I didn't. So what do you do? Uh, what do you do? 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 What do you do?
do? What do you got to do? All right. Uh, yeah, so the fights this weekend did fantastic. Hit my slime ball, which was Ankaliyev, Gagne, and Ronnie Lawrence. All won. One unit. It was plus 180. You know, 1.8 unit win right there. That's not bad. I also hit a wild Hail Mary parlay, which is what I called it, which I didn't give out. It was um, Pedro Munoz, Tiago Moises, um, Silva, which was a push. Ankaliyev, Gagne, Lawrence, and Jacoby. Pretty much every per- I went throughout the card and I was like, these are the people I think are to win. I stayed away from Kroom. I almost had Kroom on there just as adding another under because I had Munoz and Moises were both were unders, but I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Same thing with Alexis Davis fight. I didn't add Alexis Davis because even though I picked Moreau's, uh, excuse me, I picked Mazzo, I said take Davis. I was wrong on that one. Um, but we had, I hit two parlays, which is great. I also hit a prop. Or prop that I hit. Um, prop uh, goes to the distance on Tiago Moises and Alexander Hernandez. Prop goes to the distance between Pedro Munoz and Jimmy Rivera. Both were that plus a Pedro Munoz um, by decision win, which was like in a plus 200. I also had uh, Magomedov Sharipov winning uh, Mortal Lock, and I had him straight up as well. Just a little bit of cash, but I pretty much won every single bet, or I did win every single bet. Great night for your guy, stacking cash. Uh, hopefully you tailed. Hopefully you followed. I think I I think I gave all those out on Friday night. Maybe I need to do a, a, a bit better of a job giving out all my picks. The problem with me is I I can't live bet at home. I do have to drive to do it. So sometimes I I write my little book and I get home and then you know two kids guys I got two fucking kids uh, I can get distracted. But really great night. Uh, fights were okay. You know I was a little nervous about this card. Um, going in there were some really good performances. Main event, Siragon versus Jerzino Rosenstrike. Devin and I argued about this fight. So, um, listen, I predicted this, the fight, exactly how it was going to happen. I I figured it was going to be a kind of little bit of them staring at each other. Siragon is, he's offensive to a point where he's not the most aggressive fighter, and Rosenstrike, all he wants to do is catch you with that left hook coming in, right? He's not the most aggressive guy either. He doesn't want to come forward. And uh, I figured this is what kind of was going to happen. A little bit of a boring fight. Go check the tapes. I said it. Um, I actually predicted Gone to win by submission. I, I figured he would hunt for the ground a little more. But he did take him down once or twice. I think he only got credit for one takedown. He did, like, throw him down. But Rosenstrike popped up. Went for a few takedowns. Um, and I think he kind of abandoned it because he realized, well, when, we, when we're in the clinch, I'm dominating the clinch. I'm, I'm bit, the bigger, stronger guy. And I got to read on him. He's not hitting me. He's not doing anything, right? Rosenstruck is just throwing power shots whenever he could, but he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't leading the dance. He was getting kicked up. And it, again, it wasn't the most exciting fight in the world. It was it was, it was was a bad fight, right? It was not a great main event. However, I really was impressed with Ciro Gone. I know people were like, how could you? Like Devin was, was flabbergasted that I was impressed with him. This guy's eighth fight, right? This was his eighth fight main event. Wasn't supposed to be in the main event. Main event against a guy who has... 80 plus kickboxing fights and now, um, you know, 13, 14, 13 MMA fights and, and, and a real heavy handed guy. And you got to kind of play it safe. And Cyril gone went out there and played the distance game and looked really quick, looked really athletic, showed five round cardio and uh, wrestled a little bit wrestling. Obviously needs to come a little bit, a little bit here. If you, if you, if, if you know. I don't know if his offensive wrestling is ever going to get there, but I, I want I want to see his defensive wrestling because I think that's going to be the game plan when he fights people. And there you go. Of course, the time I don't mute my phone, it freaking rings, you motherfucker. God damn it. Um, it's going to ring again. I guarantee it. 
Ring again, I dare you. Do it. Um, but I actually really I enjoyed uh, watching him perform. Obviously, I wish he would have done more, but taking into consideration this was his eighth fight and he looked incredibly poised in there and wasn't afraid of this big, big, powerful guy who, who knocks everyone out, but he knocks everyone out coming forward. You know, he played the distance game and I don't even know if he really got hit clean. If he got touched, he won every single round, 50-45, dominated Rosenstruck, who was highly ranked, ranked higher than him. And I think there was any criticism. I mean, you can obviously levy criticism to Organi or gone because he didn't go out there and close the show, right? He wasn't out there like, you know, throwing haymakers, which again, I think would have been a mistake. Um, but Rosenstruck did nothing. Like he stood on the fence. It was a Tyler Woodley-esque performance. Gone played it smart, picked him apart. And I mean, what do you want the guy to do? Rush in and get caught? No. I mean, sure, he could have taken some chances in there. He's a big, powerful guy. But again, he's only 8 no. He's learning and he's going, uh, you know, he's learning. He's going to get better. And, and heavyweight, you know, guys fight till they're a little bit older. And I think he's at the perfect prime of his career right now where if he gets a couple more dubs under his belt, he could be a problem. I think uh, some really good, interesting fights out there. I think Chris Dawkins. Um, I, Tom Aspinall, two guys are fresh off mine because they just got they just got some wins. They're ranked as well. Actually, I don't think Aspinall is ranked, um, but I think it'd be a good competition, a, a good um, a good fight for Gone. You know, Devin was saying Volkov, which I mean, Volkov has three times, four times the amount of fights Gone does. But if the rankings match up, sure. I don't know if that's a, a favorable matchup for Gone at this point, but I thought he looked good. I thought he moved really well, and I and I thought he fought a, a smart fight, regardless of it being incredibly boring because it wasn't great. But I think again, if you're going to be mad at any fighter, you got to be mad at Rosenstruck because he was the one that did fucking absolute fuck all. I mean, he fifty forty five every single every single round he lost. So uh, when you're going to that fifth round and you're down four rounds and you don't really go for it, you're the asshole in that situation. Um, I gave Gone three and I gave Rosenstruck one. I almost gave him a zero, but. Guess I was feeling nice. I don't know. I, I you know, God won me my slime ball, so I guess I can't be too mad at Rosenstruck for not showing up. You know, won me some money. So uh, what are you gonna do? All right, next up, Magomed and Kalaya versus Nikita Krylov. Fight again. Um, a lot of people thought this was gonna be a, a destroy. Um, and Kalaev was going to just walk through Nikita and maybe knock him out. I didn't know if that was gonna happen. I, I can't really remember. What I said I, I I know I didn't touch the props on this fight. I had Ankalaev in in two different parlays and straight up small little money on him straight up because he's my mortal lock. Really hefty price tag. He ended up blowing up to like 360, 400 on clothes on, on some books. I got him at 365, I believe. But I thought he looked good, right? Nikita Krylov's a fucking vet. You know, he, he's been knocked out maybe like two times at heavyweight, never at 205. You know, his big weakness is, is getting taken to the ground and getting and getting choked out. He's, that's happened to him before. And Ankalaev is uh, Nikita tried to wrestle in the, in the first round and maybe took the first round for Ankalaev, but Ankalaev came out in the second round and was landing some good shots and then. Was like, oh yeah, I can wrestle, I can grapple too, and then just smother Nikita for the next two rounds. Won the next two rounds, won the fight. Um, this is what I want to see from him. I want to see him go a little longer. I want to see him maybe fight some adversity. He didn't get hurt or touched in the first round, but he lost the first round. And I want to see this. I want to see this from him because this is the dark horse in the division. We got to get more tape on him. And Nikita Krylov's no punk. Nikita Krylov's was ranked higher. This is the biggest matchup in Kalev's career. If you look at who he's fought, this is obviously the toughest test. And I thought he showed out pretty good. You know, his stand-up is still really sharp. Um, Nikita Krylov was avoiding it, but he did get tagged up a few times in that fight. And Kalev showed me that he can wrestle for three rounds, he can strike for three rounds. And, uh, you know, a tricky guy like Nikita Krylov, you know, he can go out there and and, and win a fight. I would have loved to see Ankalaev, who was this huge favorite, 
you know, dominate, win the fight. But unfortunately, in the in in MMA, that's just not going to happen. There there are four hundred favorites that are or they're going to lose. There are, I mean, what's more embarrassing, a four hundred favorite that wins a decision or a twelve hundred favorite that wins a decision but loses a round two? And I'm talking Valentina Shevchenko. She dropped around round to Jen Pamaya. She was like twelve hundred in that fight. She won the fight. She dominated. Dropped around. She should be finishing these bras at twelve hundred. Um, as far as Ekalayev, he is this guy a lot of hardcore fans are really clamoring over and he could be really something special at 205 not a lot of people know him right now this is a really good spot for him come in event Nikita Krylov who isn't the biggest name in the world to casual people but guys like me know who he is and know that he's been around forever he's 27 and he's 27 and 8 or 27 and 7 coming into this fight had a lot of fights been around forever fought at heavyweight so uh and Kalef, and, and miss weight right did he miss weight no he didn't excuse me he didn't miss weight no never mind um, but Ankalaev, I thought looked looked okay. I, I had Ankalaev with a four, and I had a was that a four? Excuse me, three. I had Ankalaev at three, and Nikita Krylov at two. Uh, I thought it was a competitive fight, and then Ankalaev was like, "Oh yeah, I'm from Dagestan. I could fucking wrestle, dude. I wrestle bears for breakfast. I got this. I got this." Next up, Montana De La Rosa versus Mara Bruno Silva. Great fight, draw. Both women got three stars for me. Montana De La Rosa showed some tremendous heart in this fight. She got need. She got busted up. She got cut. Silva gassed a little bit. Needed needs to clean that up. Was was crafty off her back. I I thought Silva would win. I had Silva um, in this, and I had her in the Hail Mary parlay. I also had her sub by uh, a prop by sub that didn't hit. But uh, this was an entertaining fight. It was back and forth. Some some points got taken away by Silva, which ultimately maybe probably lost to the fight. It was a fence grab. It was 100%. You got to take a point. De La Rosa was getting her down. Competitive fight on the ground. Competitive fight on the feet. De La Rosa got pieced up in the clinch. Need to shit. But she got takedowns. Silva didn't have the best takedown defense. Was not as crafty off her back as I was expecting with, with a lot of the submissions has. I know she's pretty young in, in, in this game, but... I figured she we, she would have a little bit more off her back. I mean, there was definitely times where she threatened, but it wasn't as as crafty as I as I wanted it to be. She kind of lay there sometimes. Again, she did get tired. Dela Rosa picked a good pace. I I don't mind the draw at all. I think that's the right decision. Um, and it was uh yeah, it was an entertaining fight for sure. I won the fights in the night. I mean, Pedro Munoz, Jimmy Rivera was was definitely a fight at night. But this was this was this was up there. This was a very competitive fight. Both girls got a three, and uh, I think Montana kept a job. Um, and I think Silva is a girl to be looked at at 125 moving forward here. If she can clean up that cardio a little bit, her clinches with those knees and, and, and her threat of a ground game is, is brutal. Clean up the cardio, clean up the takedown offense. And uh, I think she'll be a problem. All right, Pedro Munoz versus Jimmy Rivera. This is the fight that I'm so fucking happy I got right. I almost I almost went big on, on Pedro straight up. I talked about it on the podcast. This is one of those fights where cappers that I like and I enjoy, everyone was on Rivera. Right, the first fight they fought back in 2015 was very close. Rivera won a split decision. I feel like Pedro has gotten so much better from that, as has Jimmy. But I really feel like Pedro more so than Jimmy. And I just thought Pedro had the the power advantage in this fight. And um, Jimmy's one of those guys. It's almost like Sean Sturk esque when Sean Sturk fought Nick Diaz. You know, he doesn't make as many noises as Sean Sturk does. Sean Sturk would and throw rapid fire punches even though Nick will block all of them. But they're, they're, they look like they land because, you know what I mean? Go back and watch that fight. You know what I'm talking about? Jimmy Rivera threw a lot of punches. He definitely hit Pedro a lot, but a lot of them were blocked. A lot of them were, were off the hands, off the side of the head, off whatever. 
And and Jimmy was throwing a lot. He's very fast hand in there, but he didn't land all that clean. I think he got credit for some punches that weren't necessarily there. Pedro was a little bit more of a sniper, kicking that leg. The calf kick was absolutely brutal. I felt like he leaned on it a little bit too much in that third round. I didn't see him throw that many hands. Um, and, and I felt like if he, if he went back to the hands, cause Jimmy started letting it loose in that third round. Jimmy's, Jimmy's no punk. Jimmy's like, do my fuck after the first round. He's like, do my cast. Fuck. What do I do? Second round. You gotta be killing him more. Third round. Gotta be killing him more. Still getting kicked. And he let his hands go. He wanted to finish the fight. His corner, let him know, listen, you might be down two here. Gotta finish the fight. Um, and I would like to see Pedro do a little more with his hands because it looked like he was only going for that kick, which is fine. You got a, you got a guy wounded, go after that. But I felt like he could have, uh, he, he could have really set the hands a little bit better there. Um, he didn't though, but I have Pedro at three, Jimmy at two. They almost both got a three, but, uh, you know, I mean, I can't give the winner and the loser both the same, same star system here. I mean, people take my star system incredibly seriously and it would discredit the whole thing if I did that. However, Pedro Munoz, I thought, looked really good here. This is one that I'm savoring because I was right, right? He had him in a, I had him in a parlay. He definitely won me some money. I, I, I obviously wish I would have put him straight up, but I've said it a million times I wasn't going super heavy on this card because of Izzy coming up this week, and, and, and uh, I'm, I'm putting a lot, of, a lot of chips in the middle on that one, boys. But um, Pedro Munoz, I thought, looked, um, looked pretty good. And again, I, I just feel like he is a top guy. I don't look as Jimmy Rivera as a top guy, and I don't know what that is. Maybe that's a, a slight on Jimmy for whatever reason, and maybe I don't know what my problem is with him, and maybe I have a problem with him. I just don't know. I look at Pedro as a top guy, a guy that's going to compete with the with the Yans and the Algermains and the Corian Sanhagens, and you know, and I just don't see Rivera doing that. I feel like every big fight he has against a big name, he falls short. This is just another one, a big spot here, a guy you already beat, and he fell short. Um, Pedro looked fantastic though. Chin from hell, the guy fucking, you can't hurt him. He got hit clean. Not as many as, as they counted against him, but he got hit clean and, and he fucking took it. And Rivera's a short stout guy that can crack. So, uh, yeah, props to Pedro for winning that. And, and thank you for proving me right. This is a, um, one of the, one of the cappers I like, I won't name drop him. You know, he was on Jimmy all week and he, and he, and he put him in his, his big bet of the week. He does one big bet of the week. He did it with Ankaliyev. It was it was Rivera and Ankaliyev, and if he's listening to this, he knows what I'm talking about. Messaged him on Twitter and was like, "I almost wanted to." It's kind of annoying when other cappers go, "No, dude, you're dead wrong on this pick." Blah blah blah, because it can blow up your face. And I don't know for certain that Jimmy or Pedro Munoz was going to win. I just was I was confident in the pick. Obviously, I almost was like, "Hey, man, I'm going pretty heavy on Munoz. Let the best man win." Something like that. I was going to maybe try to steer him away from Rivera, but. You know, I, I feel like that's kind of a, a dickhead move because he's maybe reading the fight different than I am. And who the fuck says I'm right over him? But it does feel good to be right because when this fight got announced before with the COVID stuff, I was all over Munoz and I was on, on him again. All right, Alex Caceres versus Kevin Kroom. Caceres got three, Kroom got one, almost a zero. He was the underdog darling. He was the guy that brought props to the weigh-ins. He was dressed up at the fucking press conference and you know, saying, oh, I can bang prostitutes, but I can't smoke weed. You know, people were loving him. He's the darling. Guy stinks. You know what I mean? It just, I mean, Roosevelt Roberts, I, th- I believe Devin said this in the chat. Roosevelt Roberts has got to be sitting at home thinking, how the fuck did I lose this guy? You know, this is a guy who had 12 losses come to the UFC. He gassed out after the fir- third round, or first round, excuse me. He was just waving in and just getting hit by Caceres. If Caceres had any kind of power, this fight would have been over. And, uh, you know, he's wrestling and, and really trying to get Caceres down the ground. And he finally gets him down and it just does nothing. 
I just I don't know what the game plan was. I feel like this guy was feeling himself a little bit too much after the Caceres or excuse me after the Roberts fight. Props to people who pick Caceres. You know, I, I know Tim was on him. Timbo had him in his uh in his uh DFS. I don't know if Tim bet him straight up, but props for people really seeing it at Caceres. I went public opinion. I went popular pick. I fell on the train. I went Kevin Kroom. Actually, you know what? I did have him in a in a I, I put 10 bucks on all the underdogs. So I did lose money on him. But I'm glad I didn't fucking go crazy and add him into some underdog parlay because a lot of the underdogs I like won. And uh if Kevin Kroom would have been the guy that really stand in my way from from cashing, I would have fucking murdered him. Not really, not really, but after his performance, 145er, after what I saw. And I don't want to be an asshole. I don't want to be a big shot, but I think I can get him. Okay. I don't I don't think he's taking me down with what I saw. I don't think he's taking me down. Come at me, Kevin Kroom. You know what I mean? I have one, I have one thing to say to you, Kevin Kroom. Let me tell you something. You're suspect. Bottom line. Tiago Moises versus Alex Hernandez. Another fight I'm very, very happy I got right. Moises got four stars. I thought he looked absolutely fantastic. Hernandez got a three. It was a very close fight. Hernandez came out today and said, if you silence the commentary and you listen, I won two, two and a half rounds out of the three. I, I, again, this is another one of those fights where you got a guy throwing big shots like the Rivera fight that just wasn't landing. Moises was landing with everything he threw, pinpoint. He's gotten so much better on his feet. He's aggressive. This is what I this is what I said. I said Hernandez uh, on my breakdown. This is another fight I got right. I'm gonna pat myself on the back. You know what I mean? I'm gonna pat myself on the back here. Um, Moises goes for it, and he's aggressive, and he's tough, and he and he's better than people give him credit for. And I knew Hernandez wasn't going to want to sniff the ground with Moises. I think Moises knew that. I think Tiago really worked on his boxing, and he had crisp boxing and head movement. His hands were high. He took a few shots, but nothing crazy, and Hernandez is big power. After that first round, though, and Hernandez didn't slow down. Hernandez's cardio was on point. That move to Colorado has definitely helped him. He was in this fight all the way to the beginning, but Tiago clearly won You know, three rounds. Maybe you can give one round to Hernandez. I'd have to rewatch it. I think I believe I scored a 30-27 Tiago. Could have been 29-28, but Tiago won without without question. And uh, he was just sharper in there, man. He was just, he was really, really good. It's hard to explain unless you have the fight in front of me. But, you know, he's moving forward and and he's taking Alex's big shots. Alex wing shots and Tiago's in the pocket hands high and then countering and landing shots on and Hernandez. Land a few head kicks, landing some nice kicks and and I, and didn't hurt Hernandez. Hernandez showed a better chin than he has in the past and better cardio. He's definitely making improvements. He is a young fighter, but Tiago's a problem at 55, guys. If he's just going to keep getting better, he's a guy that um, I think has great stand-up. It's not super world-class yet, but it's getting better. He has really good boxing. Um, his kicks look great. His head kicks look great. Um, I see him being a problem at 55 because you say you get a guy in there who wants to take him down. He's a problem on the ground. There was a moment where he did have Hernandez in. Was it? Was this? Might have been the Munoz fight. I can't remember, but there was a heel hook in one of those fights. There's some for some reason those are blend, blending together on me. But Tiago looked good, and you, you give him a beast at 155 wrestler who wants to take him down. You're gonna have some problems taking him down with that fucking with that jujitsu that he's got. So uh, this dude, keep an eye on this dude at uh, at uh, 155. I, I really like him. He's won me some money now. Past two or three times he's fought. I don't know if I took him on the Johnson fight. I, I might have just because I think as an any MMA handicapper, it's a fucking rule that you fade Michael Johnson. Um, but I don't know if I did or not. I have to go back and check the records. But Tiago Moises, 
Could be a problem at 55, boys. I mean, he could be an interesting matchup for a lot of guys. All right, Alexis Davis versus Sabina Mazzo. This is a fight. Uh, Alexis got three. Mazzo got one. This is a fight where I picked Mazzo just because I'm an idiot, but I gave basically said, if you're going to bet this, go Davis. I knew I wasn't touching this fight. A lot of people cash on Davis, which is obviously the smart play. Not really sh- sure why I picked Mazzo, but uh, Davis just controlled her on the ground. Mazzo controlled her on the feet. It was basically Mazzo looked good on the feet. Alexis Davis took her to the ground, looked good on the ground. That was it. That was that was the the name of the game here. And uh and Alexis is, is a vet. You know, I thought she was in her late fifties when I did the pick 'em. She's thirty six. And uh she looked good. You know, she dominated on the ground and and, and Mazzo had an okay to account for herself on the feet. This was the first time at one thirty five, you know, but you know, is what it is. Not the best fight in the world, you know. Eh. All right, next up, Ronnie Lawrence versus uh, Vince Cachero. Great fight, great performance by Ronnie Lawrence. Vince Cachero showed that he is uh, that he's tough. Now, my boy Christian, uh, he's commenting uh, that play breezy. Was that his name? On uh, let me let me give him a little shout out here. I actually I always forget his his Twitter handle. Um, I want to give him. I want to uh, get it right here. So that play breezy, that d a t play breezy b e e z y. On Twitter, Christian, the uh, guy who's been following the, the podcast for a little bit now, supported us, commented on stuff, you know, was just a super cool dude, is a super cool dude, and uh, we add him to the group chat. So he's in the group chat now. He gets to see how big of a fucking idiot Devin is. And, uh, yeah, so he's in. So he said, I, I fell asleep. I, I stayed up pretty late on Saturday, but I ended up falling asleep. I, I read it on Sunday morning. He said, I bet you Brian's going to give Ronnie Lawrence a five-star on my my star system, my patented star system, right? You know, I, I just don't like when when people think they know me. I mean, Ronnie Lawrence had a good, good fucking fight, but, I mean, five stars, really? I'm a five-star man! Of course he's getting five stars. Did you see the guy? He looked fantastic. Vince Cachero, I know he's seven and three, seven and four now. Hasn't won a fight in the UFC. He's fought tough, tough dudes. Knew what Ronnie Lawrence wanted to do in this fight. Still couldn't stop it. Ronnie Lawrence, his cardio, his wrestling, you know, even his awkward stand-up impressed me, right? He was laying his shots. He took a little shots. I'd like to see him maybe clean up his defense a little bit. He did take some shots by Cachero, but that wrestling and that pressure and that grappling and just the fact that he just didn't get tired. Oh, and he goes out there and a fight that he's fucking dominating and goes, you know what? I still got a lot in the tank. I'm going to take this dude out in the third round. I know it's the second fight of the night. It's Ryan Lawrence's first fight in the UFC. He's fighting a guy who hasn't won in the UFC. He's now 0-2. So let's pump the brakes. Let's not get super excited. But based on that performance, that's a five-star performance. He looked fantastic. He won every second of that fight. He showed confidence. He showed cardio. And he showed unreal wrestling transitions. Cachero was hard, hard to hold down. Cachero was working his way to his feet. He comes from a good camp. He knows what he, he needed to do in this fight, right? He knew he had to get up from the bottom. He knew exactly what he did. And he did it really well in the first round. But Ryan Lawrence was like, no, dude. You're going to have to do this for fucking three rounds because I'm not stopping. And by that third round, Cachero's like, fuck, dude, I can't. I'm fucking... I mean, more times I got to get up. You know what I mean? Like, it is fascinating. Fascinating. Um, this fucking thing. This number. My phone's ringing again. It's, it's, they call me about student loans or something. Like, hey, you know, you're, uh, it's like, shut up, dude. Like, what do you mean? My, I don't have student loans. Asshole. I'm old. But, uh, Ronnie Lawrence just, 
a great performance. Vince Cachero, again, like to see him get one more shot in the UFC. If not, maybe drop him back down the LFA, let him get some bones there, and then come back to UFC. But Ryan Lawrence, this is a kid you got to look out for at 135. I'm not going to get super crazy yet. I just like what I saw. All right, main, uh, main event. First fight of the night, just, Justin, just, uh, fuck, fuck, I fucked it up. Dustin Jacoby versus Maxim Grisham. Grisham is weighed by five pounds. He thought he won the fight. It was it was kind of an awkward fight. Grisham um, just kind of pressed forward, and Jacoby kicked at him, and, and it wasn't the greatest performance, but either I gave uh, Jacoby two and Grisham one. Um, he thought he won. I didn't think he won the fight, and uh, he missed weight. He should have got zero, but Jacoby barely won this fight, didn't really impress people. 205 is kind of wide open, right? And Jacoby does have some some high level kickboxing and, and and looked like he had some good cardio and um, really soft some takedowns and clinch exchanges with Grisham, who was definitely the bigger man in there coming down from heavyweight. Um, so the the Jacoby definitely is not going to be a top ten top five guy in my opinion, but he definitely could bring some fun fights. He's a fun matchup because he's going to want to stand right, and there's a lot of good stand up fighters at two hundred five. So that was a card. Uh, great card for me, right? I, I said it a million times. I, I just couldn't get into the card, um, whatever, for whatever reason. <clears throat> and, uh, and that could have been a good thing or a bad thing. It ended up being a good thing. So 33 minutes before we end this fucking weekend. So I'm going to, we're picking the pickums for Wednesday night live, YouTube, Twitter, MMA takes podcasts on both, uh, with Tim and, uh, Devin. I might maybe squeeze Christian in there. I don't know. I haven't ran it by him yet. We'll see. Um, because <clears throat> this card's absolutely insane. I mean, you got Jan Bohovic versus Izzy Adesanya, Nunez Anderson, Petrion versus Aljamain, which is going to be a banger, Islam Dober, which I'm looking forward to, Tiago Santos versus Alexander Rekic, Dominic Cruz, Casey Kenny, that's on a fucking prelim, Kyler Phillips versus Jong Sedong, which, really interesting fight. I looked at the line today. I don't know where I'm going with that. That's an interesting fight. Benavidez versus Asker Afaroff, Kai Carr France versus Roger Gerboltonon, Tim Elliott versus Jordan Espinosa, Carlos Ernberg versus Kenny Inchikuwu, uh, Sean Brady, Jake Matthews, Livian uh, Souza versus Amanda Lemos, Uzo Medic versus Elon Cruz, and Trevor Jones versus Mario Batista. God, I feel like Buster Ryan's after rapping. How the fuck? These fights are unbelievable. Obviously, there's 15 of them here, right? 15 or 14. They're all, they're all not going to make it. Right, let's just be honest with you. So let's hope Souza and Lemos, if any has to fall out, it's in. Jones and Batista got put together last minute. Trevin Jones was really supposed to fight Randy Costa. That didn't happen. Hopefully, both those guys are healthy. That's gonna be a sick fight. Sean Brady, Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews is coming from Australia. Hopefully that stays together because flying all the way over here and then not gonna be able to fight sucks. Sean Brady undefeated. Terrific fight. Tim Elliott, Jordan Espinosa. Kyle Francis, Roger Bertana. I mean, these fights are just absolutely fucking awesome. Three title fights: Petrion, Sterling, Nunez, Izzy. Unreal. Um, I want to sit here and break them down and tell you what I'm feeling, but honestly, I should save it for the show because we're gonna have an awesome show on Wednesday. We're gonna have three minds, maybe even four minds, breaking this card down, and uh, it's gonna be awesome. What I can tell you is that I, I've been flirting with going 10-unit bet on Izzy. I said that on the podcast, a G. <clears throat> There's, I've been watching. I've watched Jan's last uh, five fights. I might bump that up to 50 units. Am I crazy? I don't know. All right, that's the podcast. Uh, MMA Takes Podcast and everything. Like and subscribe. Uh, fucking rate and review. Whatever. Do the thing. Do the thing. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down up.